What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Built Different Podcast. My name is Zach Clinton. I'll be your host. And as we continue to grow, I'll have friends joining me each week to interview some of the leading experts in the fields of motivational speaking, mental health, ministry, and even sports. Our goal is to instill hope, encouragement, and motivation in and through your life today. And our prayer is that after each episode, you'd be more equipped and encouraged to look, love, and live more like Christ from the inside out. That's our definition of what it means to be built different. So I hope you're ready. You better buckle up. Let's roll. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to this week's edition of the Built Different Podcast. I hope you guys had a great weekend and really just found some time to reflect on and celebrate your mom this Mother's Day. As many of you know, we are right in the middle of our mental health awareness series here on the podcast where I wanted to invite some of the leading experts who really just have a heart and passion for mental health care um, to have some real and raw conversations with us here on the podcast to shed some light, not only on many of the challenges and complexities people are struggling with in terms of their mental and emotional health, but also to help equip us for the road forward as we have the opportunity to come alongside of those who are broken and just on a tough journey in life. The last few weeks, we've sat down with Dr. Mark Mayfield, who really helped us better understand what his new book, The Path to Wholeness, is all about and how we can better manage our emotions, find healing, and become our best selves along the way. And then last week, we had uh, Jennifer Ellers join us for a very impactful and insightful conversation on a very sensitive but necessary topic to discuss being that of suicide. Jennifer dove into how and why some people can get to that breaking point where they actually believe that this world would be better off without them. But then she also equipped us with some incredible tips and strategies to recognize those problems and risk factors and warning signs of suicide, to more effectively respond to someone who is suicidal, and then lastly, to be able to make a competency-based referral when necessary. It was just a powerful conversation that I pray will make a difference in this world and maybe help you be the difference others are so desperately seeking and looking for. But my friends, with that being said, this week we have another incredible conversation that I am so excited to share with you today. Our guest joining us is senior pastor at Celebration Church in Jacksonville, Florida in Creedmoor, North Carolina. He's a graduate of Pistis School of Ministry in Detroit, Michigan, and he's the author of the best-selling books Abandoned, The Power of 1440, and his brand new release that just released today, actually, titled The Art of Overcoming, Letting God Turn Your Endings into Beginnings. Pastor Tim and his wife, Jen, have one son, Maxwell, who they both love and they adore so much. And what I love about this family is that the Timberlakes feel most alive when they're pouring into the lives of others as they continually seek to honor and glorify the Lord in all that they do. You know, I've had the opportunity of getting to know Pastor Tim here over the last year or so. And let me just tell you, this man is truly not only one of the most talented communicators I have ever heard in my life, but he's also one of the most humble and intentional people I've ever been around. He just has a heart for serving others and reminding us that no matter what we may be going through, even if our life looks like a mess, it doesn't mean that God messed up. He sees you. He is for you. And with him at the helm overseeing this journey that we call life, we always have what it takes to overcome. Without further ado, my friends, let me introduce you to my good friend, 
Pastor Tim Timberlake. Pastor Tim, thank you so much for joining me today. Man, it's an honor and a privilege to uh, be on the show with you, man. I- I'm so excited about our conversation. I am too, sir. You know, we just had you at our most recent Ignite Men's Impact Weekend. And let me say, you uh, brought, I mean, the house down. God um, was all over that place. He did something special opening night. Tim, if you look back and reflect back on what we had together there at Ignite, what were some of the highlights for you in those moments? Uh, I think something special was birthed in that night. And uh, I believe that it was a catalytic night to uh, not just stir, but ignite uh, really a movement. And, and so I, I think that in that space, we created a moment and from that moment uh, spiraled a movement. And I, I was just excited, man, just to be uh, a small piece of the puzzle of what God did over the course of those few days together as men gathered uh, in Lynchburg. It's so, so moving, so uh, exciting and, and really humbled to be a part of it, man. Well, man, it was a blessing having you join us, sir. I know every opportunity we get together, I always leave just hope-filled and just encouraged. And I'm so thankful that you have that gift of just inspiration, encouragement, and wisdom. Um, And that's what we really want to dive in here today because let's be honest, Pastor Tim, the past several years, man, they have been rough on a lot of people, on all of us at the end of the day. I mean, I feel like it's been stressors coming from everywhere. I mean, wounds that are coming from all sides people um, trauma really at the end of the day is taking a front and center issue in the mental health field a lot of people are talking about collective trauma now because we've gone through so much together sir in the midst of all of this in the midst of the brokenness God placed a message on your heart for such a time as this and in throughout the pages of your new book the art of overcoming letting God turn your endings into beginnings. But Pastor Tim, I know that a passion of yours is helping people push through or press through the pains and the challenges and the adversities that we come up against in this life. But I also know that no one's a stranger to adversity, right? There's always something that happens in the backwaters of our story that kind of fuel or propel our message of hope. So sir, for you, what were some of those experiences that really were the background or the backdrop to the book that you now wrote? Yeah, I think for me, there was a number of things that really um, called me to put pen to paper. Yeah. And this is something that's been stirring in my heart for a number of years and uh, a book that's been writing on the tablets of my heart uh, for maybe 10 years and, and just kind of thinking through uh, the lens of how I could uh, better help and add value to people. Uh, but the catalyst to really get it out was uh, on the heels of what we saw the pandemic due to people's mental health mm-hmm. and uh, the uh, different mental health organizations, uh, they speculate that there are 242 million people uh, today that are dealing with chronic depression. Wow. And uh, there are uh, more than that that deal with anxiety attacks. And so you have these mental health crises uh, that are happening all around us. And uh, one out of every three people uh, will have some type of mental health crisis over the course uh, of their life. And so if me knowing that and uh, having a heart for people uh, and, and wanting to add value to people and did absolutely nothing, I think that I uh, would be held accountable for that. And so I wanted to write a tool, a resource, really a blueprint for people 
that may be going through uh, a season where they are looking to overcome, whether it's a mental health crisis, whether it's a relationship crisis, whether it's a financial crisis, whatever it is, we all need the tools, the weapons to continually overcome so that what is trying to overwhelm us will not succeed. And I'm a firm believer, Zach, that our scars, the things that we see uh, both on our soul and on our body are uh, testimonies that what tried to kill us did not succeed. And so this book, The Art of Overcoming, points us back to hope in Jesus and allows us to know uh, that we are stronger than our thoughts and we will prevail against whatever is trying to prevail against us with the help of God. It is an incredible book, an incredible resource that really will breathe some hope and some encouragement and some motivation in and through each one of its pages to all of you listeners out there. You know, Tim, I've heard it said that in life, we must become a winner at the fine art of losing. In other words, yeah. loss and pain, right? It's inevitable in this life. Absolutely. But what can unfortunately happen is that these losses or the pain, like you said, you use the word, they can overwhelm us. Yeah. They can begin to threaten our identity, our calling, our purpose in this life. And that's why when we experience it, these challenges and these difficulties, it can often disappoint us. It can discourage us, even to the point of maybe feeling like it has defeated us. And then when we feel defeated, we settle for listening to those lies or those labels right from others or from the accuser the enemy we listen to the wrong voice pastor tim speak to the issues of brokenness here for a second and how pain can unfortunately derail too many of us and threaten the identity or purpose that god has actually placed on our lives absolutely i think pain uh is one of those things that all of us will experience in an array of different formats and uh it's up to us how we respond to it it's not a matter of if we will go through it. It's not a matter of if it will happen to us. Uh, the Bible tells us that it will. Um, but we have to uh, navigate these unterrain and uncharted waters uh, with a response that I believe will benefit us in the midst of pain. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, our life will be uh, reflections and examples of what we say we believe and uh, what we put in. When life squeezes us, that's what will come out. And uh, I'm reminded, man, just kind of talking about it. Uh, my grandmother, she used to make lemonade, uh, homemade lemonade, man, back in the day. And we would uh, thoroughly enjoy having some of her uh, lemonade. And I would see her in the kitchen. She would roll these lemons from the back of her elbow to the front of her fist. And she would just be rolling those things, rolling those things. And I asked grandma, what in the world are you doing? She said, well, I'm softening these lemons so that when I cut them and squeeze them, the juice will come out and I don't have to wrestle with what's in it. And uh, she would look at me and say, the juice is always worth the squeeze. And the same thing about life, what we put in, what we allow to saturate our heart, what we allow to saturate our soul, when life squeeze us, and it will, what we put in, that's uh, what will be uh, squeezed out of us. And so I just made up my mind a long time ago, I'm going to put in the hope of Jesus, I'm going to put in the word of God. And I believe that when life squeeze me, the juice will be worth the squeeze. Man, that is so good. The juice is always worth 
the squeeze. What you put in is what will come out. Pastor Tim, something I find fascinating and I really love about this new book, The Art of Overcoming, is that you've really built it around this framework of helping people look at dealing with loss or these death experiences in a sense around the unique concept of a funeral. Tim, help us understand why did you choose that imagery, but also can you take us on a quick journey just of the four stages we can expect to find in and throughout the pages of The Art of Overcoming? Yeah, so I chose a funeral because uh, in the South, there's very few experiences in life like going to a funeral. Yeah, uh, it's it's one of those things that bonds us and you see people that you haven't seen in years and you talk to family who you may not have talked to in months and you start to have conversations uh, about those that have now transitioned from this life to the next. But the thing that I always find unique, Zach, is that we don't talk about the day that the person was born. We we don't even talk really and celebrate the day that they died. We celebrate the dash in between. We're there honoring them, celebrating the dash in between, the life that they live. And this book, uh, my prayer is that it makes us hyper aware of that dash. And although some of us may not have experienced uh, physical loved ones that have died, we all experience little deaths, little deaths of depression, of anxiety, of frustration, of disappointment, whether it was a job that you lost or a marriage that did not work out or uh, your kids have not communicated or contacted you in, in months. All of us experiences these little bitty death experiences and it's our job to uh, lean into the hope of Jesus Christ because he says weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And so this book takes us through the four stages and it's the uh, processional, it's uh, the eulogy, it's the recessional and it's the repass. And, uh, you know, it starts off by talking about the culinary experience we all have at going to a funeral or uh, what we call it a home going celebration in the South. And, uh, you know, just as much focus is on conversation, uh, the, co- the, the focus is put on food and, and what people are eating, uh, because there's something powerful and really supernatural about sitting across the table, uh, from people that you love, uh, talking about those things and that, that person that bonds you. And my prayer is that for this book, man, it's putting us across this large table of humanity and allowing us to chew on the food of uh, of the spirit and, and experience uh, healing and wholeness uh, over the things that not only uh, we think are endings, but things that God tells us is not the end. And just because it's the ending does not mean it's the end. And this book is an attempt to help us uh, let things rest in peace without losing our peace. And so that's why it's broken down uh, in those four stages and really uh, kind of uh, wrapped around this analogy of a funeral. Mm, just because it looks like it's ending does not mean that it's the end. Yeah. Scripture reminds us that what Satan meant for evil, God has meant for good, right? In mm-hmm. other words, God never wastes a wound. I think of James chapter one all the time where it says, consider it pure joy, right? When we mm-hmm. face trials of many kinds, for we know that the testing of our faith goes on to produce perseverance. So let perseverance finish this race so that we may be mature, complete, lacking nothing. We don't consider it joy because of the pain or the trial. We consider it joy because of what that 
pain or trial can produce within yeah. something good and something new, a new beginning can come in the midst of what looks like an ending. I have you quoted where you said, if we are going to allow pain to do anything, we should allow it to propel us. And I That's think right. that is such a profound quote, sir, because I always think of it this way. Pain can either become our prison cells, which kind of hold us in its bondage, or they can become our passport, which takes us to places we could have never gone without it. Sir, That's can right. you help just our listeners really understand what are some beneficial and just some helpful ways that you found that can be some perspective shifts for some of our listeners today to help them overcome in the midst of trial and tribulation? Yeah, when we think back to the things that have made us stronger, uh, they weren't comfortable seasons, right? They weren't convenient moments. They were the moments of friction. They were the moments of pain. They were the moments of tension. And uh, it's in those moments where our faith is refined and defined. It's not in the mountaintop moments that our faith is strengthened. It's in the valleys of pain. It's in the valleys of despair. It's in the valleys of waiting that we have our faith strengthened and stretched to become who it is that God desires for us to become. And so for those listening right now that may be in a season of pain, just like the storms, every storm runs out of rain and this season of pain will and shall come to an end. But please don't leave this season without it producing fruit in your life. I have this saying, Zach, and the saying is this, I will not waste any crisis. I will not allow any pain to leave my life until it propels me and pushes me into something greater. And I encourage our listeners to do the very same thing. Take this season, take this moment of pain, glean the gold from it, extract the greatness from it so that when you leave that season, you don't have to revisit that season because you felt the test of what you were supposed to learn. Mm. That is so powerful, sir. I have a question that I want to ask you now for, for maybe the person out there, Pastor Tim, that's experienced a lot of pain. Maybe they've made um, a lot of bad decisions, a lot of mistakes in their life. And so they feel almost as if this is now they're deserving of the pain that they're going through. How does somebody like that take a step out of maybe the shame and the guilt that they've been experiencing, the condemnation to be able to experience the light again? Yeah, I, I would say two things. The first thing is this. Uh, one of the things that I had to really uh, listen to the voice of God in telling me was that I am not what I have done. And I just encourage our listeners with that thought. You are not what you have done. You are not uh, the things that you have done. And the second thing that I would encourage our listeners to do is talk to yourself more than you listen to yourself. When you listen to yourself, you echo the voice of the enemy. He reminds you everything that you did that was wrong. When you talk to yourself, you echo the voice of God. He reminds you of who you are in him. And isn't it crazy, Zach, how the enemy knows our name, but he always calls us by our sin. And God knows our sin, but he always calls us by our name. Come on. When I echo the voice of God, I'm never wrong. When I say what he says about me, it encourages me. It builds up my spirit. It edifies me. But when I listen to the voice of the enemy, it always tears me down. It always takes me back to my past. It always reminds me of what it was that I did. And that's just not the heart of God. And so for those listening, I would encourage you to do those two things. Remind yourself that you are not what you have done and talk to yourself more than you listen to yourself. 
Remind yourself that you are not what you have done and talk to yourself more than you listen to yourself. Two powerful things right there. Because the reason I asked that question was, you know, we're talking about endings. We're talking about pain. Sometimes in life, we can feel like we're the ones that created that ending, right? So we carry the shame and we start to label ourselves and believe those lies, as you're saying. But then being able to remind ourselves that we're not defined by our past or our mistakes or our failures, but we're only defined by what God says about us. Like you said, being able to repeat what what he says, man, will never be wrong. That's, That's such, a, such a powerful word from you, Pastor Tim. I know another thing that you find joy in is reminding others that they're never alone in the midst of this fight. Not only as a lead pastor, do you come alongside of people and champion them, but you want to ultimately point them to the foot of the cross. One of my favorite passages of scripture is Philippians 4. All the yeah. athletes, right? They all wore the eye black with Philippians 4, 13. I can do all things to Christ That's to give right. me strength. But I love the verses that lead up to it. Specifically, Philippians 4, verse 5, which says, let your gentleness, or in some translations, let your confidence be known to all people. The Lord is near. There's yeah. something so comforting about that, understanding that God is in the midst of every moment. He's in the midst of my pain and my brokenness. He's not just allowing me to go through it. He's actually in my midst experiencing it with me. So, Pastor Tim, what would you say to the person out there that feels like they're navigating a bunch of darkness? How would you help remind them that there can be the greatest light in the midst of the darkness as well and that they're never alone? When you are navigating in the darkness, uh, when you when you said that, Zach, I was reminded of being on a cruise ship and being in the middle of the ocean and not being able to see land, not being able to see a light, not being able to see anything in the middle of an ocean. And when I thought about that and not being close to anything, I started to think, what is controlling this ship? What is keeping this ship? Uh, from floating away, drifting, and it's that anchor. And when we are listening to the voice of God, even when we can't see him, that love is an anchor. He is an anchor that keeps us from drifting, that keeps us from wavering, that keeps us from slipping back into the old version of ourselves. I also believe that his love is a radio. Just like every boat, just like every cruise has a radio where they can contact to people on land in case they have a mayday moment. The love of Jesus Christ is that radio. He never loses signal. He let, he never loses frequency. He he's always desiring to be in constant contact with us to let us know that everything is going to be okay. And so, although you may not be able to see in the dark, you can hear his voice and his voice will always lead you and it will always guide you. The third thing that I would encourage our listeners to remember is his love is a compass. You may not be able to see where you're going, but as long as you can hear his voice, he will guide you. And a compass always directs us north. It always directs us back to him. And one of my favorite passages of scripture in the Old Testament says, I look to the hills from which cometh my help because my help comes from the Lord. And so although you may be in a season of darkness, in a season of unknown, you can look north, you can look to the hills because that's where your help comes from. And the fourth thing I would encourage our listeners to know and understand his love is a helm. Whenever Jesus is at the helm, it's the compass that tells you what direction you should go in, but it's the helm that dictates the direction you're moving in. And when you operate from a place of understanding that his love is a helm, you may not be able to see, but you can trust that he does. And although the water may be over your head, 
It's still under his feet. Trust in Jesus. Believe that he's navigating, dictating, directing your steps and your path. And I'm telling you, everything is going to be okay. (laughs) Come on, Pastor Tim. His love is an anchor. His love is a radio. His love is a compass. His love is a helm. Man, that's that's a sermon right there. I hope you preached that one before because that, that was amazing. <laughs> Let me tell not you this. Yet, like, not, not yet. yet. <laughs> well, if you're listening from the congregation, here it comes because that was powerful. <laughs> Pastor Tim, man, I could just listen to you and glean from your wealth of wisdom and knowledge. I can't tell you how long. I, I just love um, just all that God is doing in and through your life. But as we close it out, sir, I follow you on social media. And I noticed that you've been making a bunch of posts that are titled Reflections of an Overcomer. Today, sir, I just want you to speak and really just pour out some of those reflections into a person who's maybe listening that, man, they're in a real fight. They're in a real battle, a really dark season of life. Uh, They're fighting with everything they've got, but maybe they've gotten to a place of, of feeling exhausted and emotionally shot. They just need to be reminded of their worth and their purpose. Pastor Tim, what's the word you'll leave us with today that will remind us that we were made and destined to overcome? When you bring yourself to the truth, Zach, that overcoming looks different every single day. You don't compare your today to your yesterday or even your tomorrow. Sometimes overcoming today is just taking two feet out of the bed and placing them on the floor, looking in the mirror and telling yourself, I survived. When you think about what all you survived, what all you've overcome, what all you've been triumphant in, that in and of itself is a testament and a testimony of Jesus's faithfulness. Never belittle what it is that you've been through and never demise what it is you've overcome because those things have pushed you to this place. And I'm a firm believer that Jesus has not bought you this far to leave you. His word says that he'll never leave you, nor will he forsake you. He'll be with you until the very end of all time. And although you may be in the darkest season of your life, you serve the brightest light ever known to mankind. And he's shining on you so radiant and he loves you so greatly. Don't give up. Continue to persevere. Surround yourself with loving community and seek out counsel to help you navigate the things you can't navigate by yourself. And as you take those steps, I'm telling you, Jesus will be there every step of the way. Pastor Tim, where can our listeners just find out more about you? I know this. If I didn't know you and I just heard this interview, I would want to look you up. I would want to listen to more sermons. I would want to buy your book. So where can they get all those valuable resources? Yeah, you can find me and connect with me at timtimberlake.tv. You can purchase the book, The Art of Overcoming at theartofovercomingbook.com. Uh, on Instagram, you can find me, T. Timberlake. On Twitter, it's Tim Timberlake. On Facebook, it's Pastor T. Timberlake. And I look forward to connecting with uh, our listeners today, Zach. I, I am a connector. I'm a relational guy. And you'll find my cell phone on all of those platforms to do so. Well, I appreciate not just um, your giftings and your talents and being one of the most gifted communicators I've ever heard, but just your authenticity. And I know that you really are a highly relational person. But Pastor Tim, I just wanted to say again, sir, I appreciate you. I can't thank you enough. Now go pick up your son Maxwell from school. All right. (laughs) I love you, Zach. I'm so grateful for you, man. Love you, sir. Thank you again. Wow, you guys, what a powerful conversation. I mean, I truly loved everything that Pastor Tim had to share, especially when he was highlighting what may feel like is an ending doesn't mean that it's truly the end. 
And he went on to remind us that the painful season you may find yourself in may actually be producing something within you to help you step into the season that the Lord has intentionally prepared for each and every one of us. As he mentioned, if pain is going to do anything in this life, we should allow it to propel us forward and onward. That being said, you guys, if this conversation impacted you in some way, shape, or form, and if you appreciate Pastor Tim and all that he's doing to help remind individuals that they have what it takes to overcome, then let's get on board with him and help him make the Art of Overcoming's book launch one of the best in history. I don't know about you. I'm buying it for myself, my wife, my family, my friends, my Bible study group. I mean, so many people can glean so much from Pastor Tim's heart and passion just to help others understand how to turn their endings into beginnings. Guys, to do so, all you have to do is go to theartofovercomingbook.com. Again, that's theartofovercomingbook.com or just take a look at our show notes to click on the link there's also a link down there for bulk orders um, so if you want to purchase this book in bulk for a cheaper price per book then please check that option out as well this would be great for any bible study group just giving them out to friends or co-workers clients patients i truly believe that anyone and everyone will get so much value from the words in and throughout each and every page so join us here at the American Association of Christian Counselors and the Built Different Podcast. We are so excited and so expectant of what God is doing and will continue to do in and through Pastor Tim Timberlake in his new book releasing today, The Art of Overcoming, Letting God Turn Your Endings into Beginnings. You guys, as always, we appreciate you and we love being a part of your life. Thank you for joining us. And we look forward to seeing you right here next week as we continue on our mental health awareness series right here on the Built Different Podcast.